We are live, baby. Episode four one forty one. We we just hit the forty over the over the hump. That's a nice little mark right there. I think so. I mean, you can't really party about forty one fifty. We're gonna party hard. Yeah. Now that big five zero. Uh, it's harder and harder to come up with some topics the deeper we get into this thing it is and that's why i think we, we what we talked about is uh bringing more guests on who can just really open up the conversations for us but yeah bro we're just we're just throwing out what we know on the day-to-day week-to-week and uh we get ideas for our podcast according to what's going on and uh nothing is more relevant today than what's going on for us uh here in about half an hour yeah so basically the topic what we got going on today is what we do uh, our rituals, our routines leading up to either a game, okay, because we are both previous athletes, right? Or more modern, um, what's going on now is, um, you know, competition, right? What we're doing today is we're having a informal, somewhat formal powerlifting competition. Um, I'm actually signed up for an online powerlifting meet, and uh, you came up with the idea of doing it with me. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, we've rounded up some other stud members in our gym that are super swole and jacked, and uh, we're gonna try to push the uh, the limits a little bit and lift some uh, some heavy weight. Yeah. So when we get into that conversation, which is like, all right, shoot, wait, like we're competitive by nature. So now we start thinking about, all right, it's game day, it's competition day, and leading up to that, what we have been thinking about or what we have thought about in the past to make our competitions, our events uh, that much more successful for us. Yeah, it's it's preparation at the end of the day. And I kind of got it broken down into two segments. One is mental, you know, mental preparation. And then the other one is physical preparation. Because like I said, at the end of the day, we're athletes, we're putting ourselves physically out there uh, and to compete to the best of our capabilities. So, um, you know, something I like to do really well leading up to competition which i kind of you know caught this back in high school uh football was film study Mm. you know then it was hey let's focus on what the other team is doing right um and you know not only that but like what we did the previous game but now it's more like leading up to the the liftoff that we're doing today i was youtube studying on Mm -hmm. you know some some stud powerlifters on how they set up their deadlifts or at the end of the day, you don't want to tweak too, too much, but if you can get one or two takeaways to kind of apply, like, without changing up your game too much, I mean, you're going to set yourself up to be more successful. Yeah, these are tactics and strategies that we're coming up with to give us a better chance to succeed. And sport, like CrossFit, uh, strategy is quite, uh, there's strategy pre-game day and then game day, meaning, so, like, the competition, whatever the workout is, we can uh, analyze how we should attack that strategy for the workout. But there's also game day strategy, which is, uh, you see this a lot in the CrossFit games, heat one comes up, heat two comes up, and they're doing stuff that you didn't think about doing. They're holding the sled differently or the sandbag, they're breaking up differently than you thought about. So by the time you go and attack that strategy, you adjust the strategy accordingly. So those types of strategies really just, give the athlete a better chance to succeed uh, than they would have if they just went in there and not thinking about it. I always say that you can tell a beginner athlete uh, from a non-beginner athlete in CrossFit by the one who comes up with strategy. If you ask somebody, hey, what's your strategy here? And they don't have one, you know that they really haven't really developed yet as a, as a, 
as an advanced CrossFit athlete because everybody, even up to Rich Froning, was some of the game day strategists. That's what he did so well. Yeah, you're kind of going through what could possibly go down inside your head, you know, and then sometimes it pays to go second, right? Let someone go first. If, you know, you pick up on a mistake they make or something they do very well, you need kind of, you know, pickpocket on that and uh, apply it to your own, you know, routine, your own strategy. Yeah, now with the 21st century film, I said that in previous podcasts, football players do that the best. They do that well in advance. It is part uh, of the culture of football to to watch game day on a consistent basis and to really try to attack the best strategy per game. And sometimes they're on point and sometimes the strategy is changed. They throw a curveball, right? They throw a curveball mm-hmm. because they know it's a strategy on the strategy, right? It's like, you know, people are studying your film, so you have to change it up a little bit. So we're always taking that consideration as well. Yeah, and then you can apply it based on what your competition might do or based on what you did previously yep. that could change up a little bit, right? You can kind of apply it to both ways. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, another one I got is it, another mental aspect is I try to stay close and connected with my inner circle, right? So for instance, when I am on a football, you know, heading up to a football game, an away game, uh, you know, it's a two hour drive out of town to the middle of the state to play a, a powerhouse football team, right? I am next to my best friend on the mm-hmm. team, right? We're sitting together. It's part of the routine. Or the day before, you know, I'm talking with my dad. Like, you know, the the people that are closest around me that are really there for me, I stay connected with them because I know they have my best interest in mind and they're going to give me the tips and tricks of the trade and try to set me up for success, right? Well, you're looking for a different perspective and you said it, uh, you said it perfectly. It's those closest to you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we have to constantly filter uh, opinions all the time, you know, and uh, some people do it with well intentions, but it comes off the wrong way. So when we get into that inner circle, we get to people who we depend uh, on their opinions uh, with an honest, you know, unbiased look, right? Because they're not the one, they're not in my shoes. So they're really, uh, it's a second opinion. And like with anything we do, whether you, a doctor has given you a diagnosis or your dietitian has given you a meal plan, you should always get a second opinion. And uh, it costs you nothing to do, so just do it. Uh, because uh, no matter how thin you slice it, there are always two sides. And I have a perspective, another person's gonna have a different perspective, and the more unbiased perspectives I can get, the better chance I have to succeed. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you're still remaining coachable, right? They're gonna tell you something like unbiased opinion. You know, other than you being close to them, they don't really have any other skin in the game, right? Mm. Um, And then, you know, that's a good takeaway. And also, uh, you know, you're in team sports, right? You're kind of going into battle with them as your teammates, right? So it's like, you know, if you're getting on the same page that, you know, um, I'm going to do my job. Can I count on you to do your job? And you're, you know, kind of forming together, um, you know, you're you're forming even a closer bond before, you know, that clock starts and the game starts you know, leading up to that. And if you can get a little more connected, a little bit closer, you can trust each other, rely on each other, and uh, that builds confidence. Yeah, and then the, the relationship it builds post. Hey, this is what we did. We're going to stick together regardless of what happens here. You guys go through war slash competition together, and you come out as the victor on the other side. That uh, Victor or not, right? Win or lose, we said, uh, there is always an opportunity to learn. And that's what you guys are able – that's what growth – 
that's how I built my friendships were through all, that whole process from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, you're going in a battle together and then afterwards, you know, you catch up with it and, um, you know, just an example, like I remember, you know, uh, game day running out into the bright lights like in an away game where we're getting like booed because like we're undefeated they're undefeated like it's a rivalry game in a football town and like me and my buddy are the last ones to come out of the tunnel and like we're running out to booze and like wow, wow. It's, it's just like let's go yeah, this like is what, this, this is, is it, it. baby this, this is, is that it. moment this yeah. is it this is that moment right this is like you and i you know camaraderie go to war like so but I mean, you see it on my face. It's just like, you know, recollecting that, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it's a real deal, you know, going to battle with someone that's got your back on competition day, right? Yeah, regardless, yeah. regardless, that's important. Uh, one of the ones that that sticks out to me is that when I'm in competition, I'm trying to maintain uh, a, a level of routine that I have in preparation, right? And that's like, I'm not gonna change up the food that I eat. I'm not gonna change up my warm up. Uh, I'm gonna do everything like I normally do, and that that kind of ritual almost builds confidence. It's why, like when you look at weightlifters, they stomp their feet the same way. Yep. They they set the back a certain way. They set the bench a certain way, because that routine is what works for them in training, and they want to they transfer that routine into game day, and it's the easiest way to build an automatic confidence is that you stick to that plan, right? The one time I never stuck to my plan was the moment I threw everything up. I uh, did a CrossFit competition. I had the, uh, I was make breakfast on my own, but this day I decided to eat the hotel breakfast. I went and did the competition. Immediately after the competition threw up, up. Yeah. threw up everywhere. Yeah. And I knew that I shouldn't have done it, but I fought for the convenience. And uh, convenience is not, uh, is not shouldn't be a priority sometimes you got to do what you know what works regardless of uh, whether it's convenient or not yeah uh, a great um, reference to that is I think Kobe Bryant was talking about shooting free throws uh, inside an empty gym comparison to the game on the line shooting a free throw to win the game mm. with you know um, the Lakers arena just you know filled with people like he doesn't Distinguish the two, right? right? He literally approaches the free throw line like he's in practice in an empty gym. As if it was. As, as if it was. And that's what really the highest elite athletes do under pressure, right? They literally take it back to their training, their practice. Like, yo, I've made thousands of free throws, right? How is this one any different? Mm. You know, and that psychological aspect of them kind of dialing it back into that point in time previously, like, that's how you deliver under pressure, right? That's how you establish that confidence, like you just said. Well, and the routine uh, basically acknowledges that you are only in control of what you can control. And that's what developing a game day routine is so important about. It's like, I can't control the circumstances. Uh, the competition starts later than I want to. They're using a bar I don't train with. Uh, you can name, I don't like the judges here in this competition. Those are things that are outside of your control, but the routine, how you prepare, what you do in that moment is completely under your control, and it's absolutely the only thing you should be thinking about. Yeah, and if you think about that, it's um, to get to that level of calmness, right? You're not uh, anxious, you're not worked up about outside shit that you can't control. You're focused on what you can, and at the end of the day, like I said, that builds the confidence. 
Yeah, and stoicism, we call that equanimity. It's the calmness of the mind. It's the regardless of what uh, others are interpreting as good as bad does not affect you. You do it because it's what you do. Yeah, don't let the external factors affect you internally. Yeah, preach it. Yeah, um, so I think this is a perfect time to segue. So that, those are more like mindset, mental aspects of it. Yep. Uh, we can kind of branch into what we do physically, you know. Um, and then, so the first one I got is rest, right? If you're... Uh, you, say you got a game Friday, you know, you're not killing the weights or killing practice, beating each other up Thursday, right? Um, you got to, you know, take a couple days off, step back, um, kind of gather yourself, you know, let these little kinks heal up or whatnot. So when it's time to, you know, go to compete, you know, your body's feeling good, right? You don't ever want to step onto a field feeling beat up, you know, unless you absolutely have to. But if you got the opportunity to sit back and relax and kind of, you know, kind of gather yourself in order to be full strength, then you got to do it. Yeah, the fancy term here uh, in, in personal training is tapering and looking at the perfect, you know, amount of work to rest ratio pre-competition. And, you, you know, on paper, we can make it look perfect, but everyone responds differently. Some like to stay moving constantly through the entire uh preparation of competition some need two or three days off what what is what i'm careful of is making sure that the athlete is self-aware of what works best for them and that's really important because if there is a coach who's giving a cookie cutter program i'm really cautious about how uh, or what they know about how an, uh, each individual responds uniquely uh, to their own organism themselves as an organism and I need a lot of rest. I recognize that I, I do more with less. And uh, where other people who need more, they need to stay moving, right? And so we just need to acknowledge that every person responds differently. And then to mess, like uh, off season is the best time to experiment with stuff like that, works right? for you. Yeah. Right, because it goes back to the routine. Don't mess with that. Hey, you know this competition, I'm gonna take three days off, right? Like don't do that, like create many, uh, competitions that have the least amount of risk against them, right? So you can know that this real, these two important events, right? Like they're talking now about the CrossFit Open now limiting regionals. There's a higher risk, right, mm -hmm. to messing up and not doing things the way you're supposed. It's supposed to be done because you only get one, maybe two chances at this, and that's uh, you. You got to be self-aware, man, if you really want to compete at the highest level. Yeah, basically, um, you kind of can set up these mini walkthroughs, so to speak. I like that, Which yeah. is kind of giving you um, that feel of competition, but like you said, the risk is somewhat minimized, right? You're not, um, so today we're, you know, finding one rep max on bench squat and deadlift. Now, we didn't work up to a one rep max yesterday, right? So um, you're trying to find something that can kind of get you that feel, but it's not, you're gonna avoid all setbacks, right? Right, yeah. Uh, the, going into that work rest is um, when we talk about feeling, trying to feel ripe before competition is going to be recovery methods and modalities. Mm -hmm. And we're big believers in chiropractic mm -hmm. care, massage therapy, Ramwad, yoga, you know, and uh, what I want people to understand is, is to really analyze their work to recovery rest ratios. Meaning, if I'm training four days a week, I'm training an hour and a half a day, that's six hours, of, uh, uh, four hours a week, three, six, seven and a half hours. 
of training. How much recovery are you putting in? Five minutes of stretching yeah, post-workout? Nah, cut it. The ratio is not there. Mm. And so people need to do more. They need to get to hour massage. Okay, now I got seven and a half hours yeah. to one hour of massage. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's good. It's good. Um, I think getting close to uh, uh, one to two to one to one ratio of work to recovery modalities is where you're really going to feel ripe, where you're gonna feel ready prime mental and physical but until people start uh, accounting for their recovery methods and how much they're putting in against their training they're they're always going to be let down by their bodies yeah, there's always going to be something going on basically you got to do the non-sexy stuff right we talk about it all the time it's not as fun it's not as sexy to self-massage or um foam roll or stretch um how mine kind of transitions the closer to competition is when I'm in the off season or I'm just training, I do a lot of the self-treatment, right? But the closer I get to competition, that's when I'll hire out a professional service uh, just to, you know, not, so I don't have to think about it. Just let them do their thing. I'll tell them what's going on. Hey, I feel a little funky here. Can you, you know, shake me out? And, you know, I'm more lenient and flexible to spend a little bit more money because the levels of importance is uh, a little bit greater, right? So this week leading up to today, I got a massage and I got, uh, I went to see the chiropractor, right? Those yeah. are professional services that I'm more willing to pay for because the level of importance on today, um, you know, I want to give today everything I got. Yeah, I would define those as passive or active approaches. Passive meaning no one else is working on you but you, you're mm -hmm. doing it. To me, that's a passive approach, and it's good for somebody who's very committed uh, to the process. But sometimes, like you said, you need an active approach. You need uh, you need somebody else doing that same work for you, and you're gonna have to pay more for that. And you need to recognize that if someone else is gonna do the work for you that you can do on your own, then you're gonna have to pay more. I mean, shoot, there's like a, a stretching franchise now. You show up, and for an hour they stretch you. You don't want to stretch yourself? Go pay somebody to mm -hmm. do it for you. But don't say that. Uh, that the resources aren't there because they're there. Um, but you know what I struggle with is someone says I have a pain, I tell them what to do, I follow up with them the following week, and they didn't do any they of the stuff I gave them. They don't really want to get better. They like the idea of getting better, but they don't they don't want to put in the work. And it goes back to what we said is our job is to provide the resources for them and it's their job to put in the work. No, I agree. And then uh, kind of just to, to top it off, um, you know, you got to fuel up, right? You got to fuel up. And to your uh, point before, you don't change too much in your routine, what you're eating, what you're drinking. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely you got to hydrate. You got to be hydrated and, one, yep. and you got to eat um, according to what your goals are, right? Um, now, I am doing the 165-pound weight class today, right? I weighed myself yesterday morning. I was 161. So I'm like, well... I got four pounds to kind of, you know, I could put on four pounds and I want to lift as heavy as I can. So I'm going to eat a little bit more, right? But at the end of the day, I'm not going out of my realm, right? I'm not going to, if I don't eat pizza often, I'm not going to pound a whole large pizza and just because I can afford to blow it up, right? Um, I ate more carbohydrates on the carbohydrates I was already consuming, right? Um, and, you know, I kind of, you know, got a little bit out of my realm, but at the end of the day, like, 
you can't change up too much in regards to fuel and hydration and nutrition. Yeah, and when we talked about sticking to the plan, I think during season or competition, don't change much up at all. But off season, you gotta experiment because is if there is an opportunity out there for me to improve on my game day performance, then I want to experiment that with the least amount of risk. How do I do that? I do it during off season. Mm-hmm. I do it in many competitions. I do it before a big workout that I'm gonna have uh, at open gym today, right? So it's like that. That's when you gotta know when you can do that because we're not saying don't ever experiment. You got to. You got to. But know when and when not to do that stuff. And the last thing you want to do in the middle of competition is feel like you're going to shit yourself. Like you have to stick to the game plan uh, because then you'll always regret knowing that you should have stuck to the game plan, but you fell for some tactic because somebody said, listen, if you do this, take this pre-workout, I'm telling you, uh, you're going to have a better workout and you don't. Yeah, you don't, at the end of the day, you don't want to finish your competition big. What if? What if I did what you know I was used to and then went for it all instead of, you know, you just want to avoid what ifs at all costs. And basically to wrap it up, all these things we are doing is uh, to build confidence, right? It's it's uh, more mental than anything. All the physical approaches we're taking at the end of the day is to get our mindset right, you know? And um, something I do, something I know you do for, uh, for sure is you self-talk, right? You're, everybody self-talks whether they want a minute or not. They're in their head, right? So... What I like to do is um, I like to consider myself my own best hype man, right? If I'm approaching the bar, I'm like, hey, man, you better hit this or snap in half trying to do it, right? You have to, you know, talk to yourself like this guy next to me is not going to beat me, right? The team I'm playing, they're not going to beat me. They're not more prepared for me. You got to convince yourself like, hey, you're ready for this, right? This is what you're made for. And uh, instead of, on the other hand saying, oh man, I could have prepared a little bit better, or oh man, he's, you know, freaking strong, like, hell no, you gotta remove any doubt, um, and you gotta just convince yourself, like, you're ready, and you gotta thrive off that opportunity. Yeah, team sports, is it's so easy to do that because you got someone in your felt face all the time, but when we're doing something like this where you're by yourself, wrestling was the same way, is like, you have to find that internal uh, voice to be able to constantly keep communicating with yourself when you when you self-doubt creeps in or you know you look at the competition and he looks more jacked than you and you have to overcome that uh because you don't know how he's going to wrestle and a lot of the times the guys were that were the biggest didn't always play out correlate to being the best wrestler and so when i could take that out of my mind and talk about what i could control and all the visualizing the things i could do it gave me more confidence when I shook hands and was able to wrestle and really find out for myself whether this guy what was what he looked like. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, at the end of the day, you know, obviously, if you've been tuning in for a long time, you know, Mario and I are, are big competitors, and we always suggest for you to kind of get out there and to do something um, in regards to maybe it's somewhat of a competition, right? You'll, you know, you'll come out the other side a lot more stronger. Uh, growth will be there. Uh, you might surprise yourself. And uh, and I really think the benefits will be there. 100%. Now you ready to get what? Uh, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> we're going to see. Let's get it, baby. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll hear you next week. Catch you next time.